Uh, welcome back to the Mistletoe Secret. I am uh, the I am the old acquaintance that should not be forgot, Daniel Kunkel. And I am the full tummy after eating cookies all day, Trey Plutnicki. I'm so ready for us to get to the point where we've gone through every Christmas sounding thing that we're going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and realize oh that's that's the show i think it's got to be i think we've got to call it quits when we say the same thing yeah yes when we come up with the same idea speaking of the same idea um our two <laughs> movies this week were an old-fashioned christmas and three wise women yeah um they're both of these movies i think can well they I feel like they decided that they wanted to do, they wanted to have a European uh, film unit for yeah. the Hallmark Channel. And because both of these movies take place in, I believe, Ireland. They are both in Ireland, although you would forgiven for forgetting that in an old fashioned Christmas. Y yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So <laughs> an old fashioned Christmas takes place in uh 1800s uh, 19th century it seems like mid 19th century it's the 1870s i did some math okay. i did some math off of something in the movie when i was watching it i didn't write down i didn't show my work gotcha okay. uh, but it's the oh it's the no it's the 1870s because uh she mentions how they just made christmas a federal holiday gotcha, and that was gotcha, in the year gotcha. that was the u in the u.s government did that in uh 1870 gotcha and that was um that was the important thing that happened in the United States in 1870. Nothing else important happened <laughs> in the 1860s in America. They said, what? You don't have servants? And they both, the mom and the daughter look at each other and are like, uh, not anymore. Oh, that totally was a slavery. <laughs> I didn't even catch that. That was totally a slavery reference. That's so really anyway, bad. So yeah, this yeah, was yeah, yeah. this. We should be upfront. This is the sequel to a 2007 movie called An Old Fashioned Thanksgiving. We didn't. Yeah. We haven't watched that. Uh, I glanced at its IMDb page real quick to make sure it actually was a a sequel and not like a. Oh, it's kind of a sequel. No, it's like the same. Some of the same characters. Okay. Um, Do you know who the who some of the same characters were? It's the mom and the and the or the aunt. Excuse me, and the girl Tilly. Gotcha. Okay. I think so, I think yeah. are the and I think the guy, uh her fiance, I assume it's her fiance, uh gotcha, is in gotcha. the first movie. Gotcha. The well, um yeah, this movie kind of starts with okay, so if you're watching this movie like Daniel and I did with, with without context, uh <laughs> we see a pretty awkward meet cute right off the bat, and it follows all of the rules. Yeah. Um it does. There's there's a belligerent bystander. Everyone, is, everyone is a belligerent bystander. This yeah. cute. <laughs> there's an awkward moment, um, and then there's a there's like a will they there there's like a courting, a, a soft courting. You know, there is a, there is a flirtation on the part of the man. Yeah. Uh, the man's name is Charlie. It's a, no, it's not that. Wait, hold on. It's Connor. It's Cameron. It's Cameron. <laughs> that should tell you how memorable this film was. Yeah, yeah. I watched this movie yesterday, and I've already forgotten it. I watched it hours ago. So yes, and this I've, movie. This movie follows yeah. uh, Tilly and her aunt Isabella. Uh huh. No, uh, wait. Her grandmother. Her no. 
definitely she definitely says my granddaughter. Oh, t- sorry, is a fantastic yeah, sorry, writer. sorry, sorry. Her, gra- yeah, yeah, her grandmother, yeah, yeah. her grandmother. There's a lot of weird family things in this. They go yeah, so they're on a yeah. they're on their European tour. I assume after an American Thanksgiving wasn't uh, about that. Um, <laughs> and they go so they're in, they've been traveling around Europe. They go to stay with uh, the grandmother's. Uh, old old flame, the Earl of Shannon in uh, in the lovely Irish countryside. Uh-huh. Uh, Tilly wants to be a writer. The Lady Shannon wants her son Cameron to marry Tilly. He spends the whole movie trying to seduce her. Tilly's fiance shows up. They f- have a sword. F- her, her, him and uh, Cameron have a sword fight. <laughs> then they have a drinking fight. Uh, Tilly can't make up her mind even though she met Cameron uh, forever ago. And again, I'm assuming we're coming off the back of a whole movie explaining why she and uh, the other guy are really, really good together. Gad are really good together. Yeah. Um, and and then she breaks up with Gad, her fiancé. Think, you think she's going to go with Cameron. We learn Cameron's kind of a jerk in that he's very self-obsessed. But we don't learn that. We see that throughout the entire movie. Mm-hmm. And then she goes and gets with Gad. That's the movie. So that, yeah, that's the whole thing. That's it. That's the plot. And I will, I will say this will, they won't, they battle of the best team Cameron and team Gad. It's, it, it feels forced because it's Gad. It's no question. It's Gad. Yeah. I like, like we know it's going to be Gad because we could really tell that Tilly does not like this guy. Like she does doesn't not like Cameron. It is yeah, Cameron is very much the like he's very attractive. I think he's more attractive than Gad. Definitely. No, absolutely. And 100%. he's definitely he's got a bit of a wild side. He's got a bit of a rough side. Uh, and, Tilly, and the accent definitely helps. The accent is not Irish, except it is sometimes. <laughs> it is sometimes Irish and then other times it is very much British. And nobody else has an <laughs> Irish accent in the movie. Yeah, he's born in he was born in Cornwall, England, the actor. So that makes sense. Oh, yeah. No, I like I don't think this is a clever thing to do. I think the br- actor was British and it's like <laughs> he just didn't want to learn it. Like, I, I don't, it's yeah. nobody's fault. It's not a clever plot thing. No, it's just he, nobody has an Irish accent. He slips into it. And I think the director then takes him aside after every shot and is like, you're doing it again. Stop yeah. it. Don't fuck up my vision. Yeah. And um, also the the actress who plays Tilly has... Everyone has a weird, ununified accent. We're yeah. assuming Gad and Tilly are coming from the same place in America. We're assuming New Isabella Hampshire, is. I think is it New Hampshire? Uh, it's it's yeah. It's they're decidedly American. Well, like we're like we're assuming that they're coming from the same place, but they all have wildly different Ga- dialects. Gad seems British. Gad is most definitely American. But there were he said time... he traveled across the sea for her. He did. I got the sense that he, like, maybe in American Thanksgiving, he came to America from Britain, though, and then went back over the water. That was the sense I've got. That's how bad these accents are, folks. Dialects, excuse me. These dialects are. <laughs> is I think half of our conversation in this movie is just going to be a fight over what nationality this character is supposed to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, like, okay, so Tilly, Tilly is decidedly American, even yes. though... She is a British actress that plays this part. Yes. Um, um, yeah, so she goes there. All that flirtation happens. There's also a subplot where she wants to be a writer. That's why she's there to meet the Earl of Shannon. Uh, doesn't go anywhere. Doesn't matter. Um, she, well, she does get, at the end of the movie, she does get told that she's an excellent writer. Uh, he, yeah, he's that, like, he's like mean, you, <laughs> have, you have talent. 
<laughs> yeah, you have you have talent. And then she's like, oh, I'm so embarrassed. That's my literal diary. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, oh. It's like your diary. Like, are you kidding? She's quoting the only... So yeah, she goes there. She also like wants to meet her grandfather on, I don't know which side of the family it was on. They kept talking about this person ran away with this person. I think it, I believe it is on her mother's side. Yeah, it, there was some, I think we would have benefited from an old fashioned yeah. Thanksgiving uh, on that, on that front, because I could, it, they seemed like those two, it's the, uh, Isabella, the grandmother, um, and the uh who is sean is that the guy that was living in the shack her grandfather is sean yes yeah it seemed like they had some sexual tension another but it could also another be like game a of thrones alumni oh really yeah yeah he's a big deal in uh game of thrones for a few seasons for again for a few seasons um cool he's also in he's in have you seen dairy girls no, I have not. Oh my! You, I haven't seen Game of Thrones either. You you should watch Dairy Girls before you watch Game of Thrones. Dairy Girls is like eighteen okay. episodes. You will love it. It's so funny. Um, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, we binged it in a morning. That's how long it is. Um, but yeah, that so that's it. That's the movie. That's that's the movie. Um, yeah. Uh, important things I took note of. Um, yeah, Gad meets Cameron, and they instantly have a sword fight. Um, <laughs> I wrote, well, I wrote down, remember they, in Hamlet when they had that incredibly tense sword fight at the end of the show? This is nothing like that. It's really <laughs> trying to make it a big deal. Um, and then it's like, Gad's just being a f- nice guest and like, yeah, I do duel. We should have a sword fight. Um, and then uh, hyper-masculinity, knowing no time period, he instantly gets very involved in it. And they almost kill each other. Yeah, there's like tension where there's there shouldn't be tension. Gad does punch cameron though in the stables yes very uh, good yeah tilly went to brush a horse to calm her nerves because she was having trouble choosing between her fiance and this guy she just met this guy she met and three days ago yeah yeah very very like soon she she is making this decision and gad comes in sees that cameron is there trying to talk to isabella and like begging on his knees he's a, and he's and, apologizing he's apologizing for yeah, being yeah, a yeah. jerk to his credit. And Gad's like, Gad's like, go. And Cameron's like, all right, I'm going. And then Gad said, not another word. And then he said, fine, I'm going. And then Gad punched him. Yeah, Gad's like, not another word. And I think Cameron goes to a, po- he's like, okay, I'm sorry. You're right. Whack. Right across the yeah. face. No, that was wild. Um, uh, yeah, she. Those are the, yeah. Somebody, somebody, I believe, uh, um, Cameron, uh, yes, Cameron says, I love you for real. If you need to say. I love you for real. It's probably not for real. Yeah. If you have to add the qualifier of I love you for real. Yeah. It's it's like uh, it's like saying, believe me at the end of he, every statement. Yeah. And he and he is saying it because there, it's a plot to get him to marry her for money. Yeah. And he, he is telling her, no, I, I'm not doing it for the money. I truly love you. Shouldn't need because, to say it. Yeah. Because America was canonically rich. 10 years after their civil war. Yes. Not even 10 years after their civil yeah, war. Fa- famously, famously rich at, immediately after. Um, <laughs> yeah, this movie is uh, dull. Uh, um, to say the least. To say the least. I'm very, the only reason it's good we paired this with Three Wise Women is I think the only way these movies connect so far is to each other. 
Okay. I, I will I, I will say Cameron may be, have ancestral ties to yeah. some of the stinkers that we've encountered so far. Cameron is, is an interesting conundrum so far in that he is decidedly a stinker, but he is a sexually active man in his mid to late 20s. You know, you know what I'm, it might, have you seen Haunting of Bly Manor? Yes. Uh, he reminds me of Peter. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, how he's a, how he's kind of like a spry, good-looking stinker. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. You know, uh, so I, I really, and I, and I think that his stinkerness is, is going to have lasting complications. So you, uh, for maybe one or two of the boys that we meet. So you're saying that stinkiness in this universe is a genetic trait, possibly? Yeah, yeah. All right, all right. I'll take a bunch it. of stinkers in this in the Absolutely. universe. Absolutely. I'll tell you what. Um, we got a lot of stinkers. A quick little thing. I took a really deep dive uh, through some various websites trying to find a really good thing uh, for us to do because I feel like we would, I felt like we would need a little a little mid afternoon snack, a little little break between these two. Okay. Um, I would like to do a quiz with you, Trey. A quiz with me. A real quick quiz, yeah. There, uh, dude. Uh, last episode, I had trouble naming one of the movies that no, no, we no, no, watched. No, 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 no. Oh, no, no. This is a BuzzFeed quiz. This is not a a <laughs> oh, trivia okay, okay, quiz. Okay, okay, okay. This is build uh, your own Hallmark <laughs> Christmas movie, and we'll reveal which festive dessert matches your personality. Oh, interesting. So I've already taken this. Okay. okay. Um, so Are you going to walk me through it? Yeah, I'll, I'll ask you the questions. So. Okay. Okay. Which big city is your main character from? New York. It's- Boston. It's Bloomberg's. Uh, you don't even have to finish. It's Bloomberg's <laughs> okay. New York. There's a yeah, couple yeah. of these. I know we were going to have the same answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is your main character's job? Editor for a fashion magazine, chef okay. for a Michelin star restaurant, pediatric <laughs> yeah. nurse, powerful CEO, corporate okay. lawyer, or independent bookstore owner? Oh, this is a t- this one's a tough one. From the ones that uh, I hold dear to my heart, I'm going to go with corporate CEO. All right. In Bloomberg's New York. Yeah, powerful CEO. Yeah, yeah. Very Great. powerful. Very what's, powerful. What's the charming, oddly festive name of your main character's hometown? Okay. Snowborough, Winterland, Santaville, Evergreen uh-huh. Cove, Reindeer okay. Ridge, Hollytown. Ooh. What was the reindeer one? Reindeer Ridge. I think it's Reindeer Ridge. Uh, right. That's the one I gravitated to. Yeah. Your main character is so excited to be home for the holidays, but things are different this year. What seems uh-huh. to be the problem? It's their first Christmas without Grandma, whose Christmas tree farm is up for sale. Their dad's <laughs> beloved inn is going bankrupt. They recently okay. went through a breakup and are figuring out how to be alone. Their hometown's annual Christmas parade was canceled. Their mom's oh, diner dang. is being bought out by a restaurant chain. Or their grandfather what? is sick, so there's no one to run his toy making business. Oh man, uh, I'm gonna These go are with all really uh, good. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, Grandma sleeping and she's losing her Christmas tree shop. All right, that's what that one was, right? Love, yes, it, yeah, it was. <laughs> she's gonna lose the the Christmas tree farm. Uh-huh. Who does your main character run into while they're back in town? High school sweetheart, prince from a distant <laughs> kingdom who happens to be passing through. Childhood, oh, childhood best friend who happens to be totally hot now. The next door oh, neighbor naturally. they had a crush on on as a kid. <laughs> okay. A celebrity who is stuck in town due to bad weather or their childhood best friend's hot older sibling. <laughs> I can't tell if this was made out of respect and homage or parody or both. I could I could honestly say I 
I can't tell which one of these are like, of course that would happen in a Hallmark movie or like these happened in a Hallmark movie. I think, like, like, I think we've gotten to that point. We've already seen some of these and we're only yeah. like eight movies deep. Yeah. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Christmas Prince. Christmas Prince. All right. Yeah. Your main character seems to have taken interest in this person. When is the moment they realized they were in love? Went on a carriage ride together. I'm going to, I'm going to skip question to answer two Cause I think it's going to be your answer. Uh, okay. Dance together at the town's annual holiday ball. Okay. Went Christmas caroling together. Okay. Built a gingerbread house together. Went okay. sledding together. And your your last, and I would guess your answer, when they yeah. kissed under the mistletoe. Ah, uh, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, when they kissed under the mistletoe naturally. How does this heartwarming tale come to an end? The main character marries into the royal family and moves to their country. Main character decides to abandon city life and move back to their hometown. Main character and their love interest finally share a kiss. The main character becomes the new Santa. The main character proposes to their love interest. and the, Or the main character and their love interest decide to start a new life together in a brand new city. Okay, so it's a very close tie. Mm-hmm. It's a close tie between the main character becomes Santa. Because that's... I, I mean, we've seen that happen. Yeah. Like, that's not far-fetched. Absolutely. Uh, or the main character and their love interest uh, flee the town and move to a new town. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to go with Becomes Santa. Becomes Santa. All right. Yeah. You got Gingerbread Dutch Baby. You are optimistic, <laughs> passionate, and a bit indulgent. Like this tasty uh-huh. treat, you reel people in with your sweetness and warmth. And then you can check out this incredible recipe here. Wow, they, yeah. uh, you know what? That gets that actually is kind of me on the nose. Yeah, I, I will say I dig it. Yeah, yeah, that was a fun little interlude. I might bring up some of those, uh, some more of those. I found a bunch of really good, uh, like Christmas slash Hallmark quizzes. Some of the Hallmark yeah. quizzes, though, they're not they don't dig deep into the canon. These are like they do like movies from like 2018 to present. So we're gonna have uh-huh. to wait a while, I think, to take those. Okay, okay. Yeah. And I'm fine and I'm okay with that because oh, yeah, yeah. Um, we've got we time. have a we have a lot of work to do. We got time. <laughs> yeah. So so let's dig into three wise women. Yeah. Um now I need you to jog my memory. Yes. Did this one end with a mistletoe kiss? Cause I can't remember. This one did end with a mistletoe kiss. Yes, it did. Okay. It it did? It yes. did? Yes, are, you sure? are you sure? I am 100% sure. I had to, I, I like closed my eyes. I flashed through the entire film because I watched it five hours ago and uh-huh. I visualized that ending scene. It does end with a mistletoe kiss. Yes. Okay. Okay. So this one is crazy. Uh, yeah. This one. Okay. So it's once again, it, it's, it's not a winner. I will say Mm-mm. it isn't, it isn't, it isn't the best, the best one we've seen. Nope. <laughs> um, it is. It, it's a movie that takes Christmas past, Christmas present, and Christmas future, takes out the word Christmas, throws that away, mm-hmm. and then and then puts in a guardian angel. Yeah. I think that's the best way to describe yeah, this, it, Yeah, right? this puts in an honest-to-God agent of the Lord. Yeah, we, so, we like... Have, we, like, hypothesized this back during, um... Um, um... Oh, what was the movie? We talked about this. The Christmas past, present, and future? No, the idea of, of, of like, the Christian God being the main antagonist. Oh, we definitely, that's a good question. Like, we brought this up, and 
Son is of it, a gun. Is it, was it Mrs. Mingle? It, it was Mrs. Mrs. It was Mrs. Miracle. Yeah. Mrs. Miracle. Sorry. Mrs. Minkle. <laughs> oh come on. <laughs> I feel like for how much we talk. I don't think, okay, Mrs. Miracle takes up a lot of room in my head. I don't think nearly as much as it does for we, you. I I just watched Mr. Kringle, okay? I just okay, watched that. fine. And I, and I just smushed yeah. those two together. You See, gotta I, give me a break. This on one that. opens in 2040, our first vision of the future. Yeah, in the but HCU. it doesn't stay, it does not stay there for too long. No, it, it it's very, it doesn't matter. It could have been any year. I want to ask you a question. Lay it on me. It opens in 2040, Mm -hmm. and our first uh, version of... of, uh, What's her name? Ellie? Uh, uh, Ellie, or uh, Elizabeth is her full name, but she goes by different names in the three different timelines. Okay. So, Ellie... Okay. So the so old Ellie lives in 2040. Mm-hmm. We can only assume middle Ellie lives in 2010. I think that's fair. Yeah. So that means younger Ellie is like, is she 19? How old is she? 12? She is 19. She is 19. She is 19. Yes. Okay. She's 19 and she, so, okay. So that, so if we do the math. 2040, not, 2040, she looks like at at the youngest, probably mid-60s. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I think more accurately, probably mid-70s. Do we get a year for we younger do not, Ellie? Okay, uh, so we just need to make kind of make it up. We got to figure out the year. So we know she's 19. I think we can safely sh- say if it's 2010, there, I would say that's probably 15 years after 20 after um when she's 19 here here's my here's my next question yeah yeah yeah. it's the 90s i think it's the 90s i this is gonna be really important oh okay all right all right please (laughs) do do you think that ellie in from from her like early age of 19 Mm -hmm. To whatever year that was, and however old she was in 2010, yeah, can cure an incurable virus. Because that's what she does. Because that's the timeline we're looking at. It's here. not a virus. Oh, what is it? Oh, is she, it just like a disease? No, no, it's not even a disease. She and and this is confusing. Um, she she's creating a serum to repair damage. Oh, to the, to the spine. To spinal tissue. Yeah, okay. The okay, problem okay. is spinal tissue is just neurons. And you can't, repa- you can't like, fix neurons. Okay, so this this is, this is... It's a wonder cure. It's a wonder cure. Uh, okay. I but think we're that... getting, a, I think we, I think Hallmark Cinematic Universe has tipped its hand into sci-fi a little bit. <laughs> this feels well, a mean, bit it like that it did that in the santa incident this feels say. like khan's magic blood from the <laughs> star trek movie yeah and they hold it up like a serum it's like the serum of windex that she's just like shaking around and she's like this is the serum this is the serum i recently rewatched like, Be careful. yeah i recently rewatched the resident evil movies and it looked like the t-virus i wanted her to break it and it's a zombie <laughs> outbreak start <laughs> um but here's what i here's what i'm getting at for yeah, context yeah. Mm-hmm. 
so we're in the we're in the past, present, present, and future type thing. We're all the over reason the place. why this is important is because I like we need to. I want to know the ages of these people. So if if we so here's what we know. This is like a logic puzzle. We know we know it's 2040. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. At at the end of her life, <laughs> we know it's 2010. In the middle of her li- life, yeah. and we know her age is 19 mm-hmm. in the beginning of her life. Yes. So I'm sa- what I'm asking is what is an appropriate amount of time that it would take for a 19-year-old college student to then become a someone who creates like this like life-altering uh, medication or like 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 uh not treatment only, or whatever not only to come to complete this serum to go through medical school to yeah that's what a, i'm to saying. become a doctor and do this really advanced enzyme research um how, how long does it take to become a doctor that's this is a this is trey this is trey not knowing that like like I, okay so i'm gonna ballpark and then you're gonna tell me how wrong i am okay i want to say so it takes like twelve years to become like a lawyer, right? Or is it eight years? I think it's I think it's eight years. Or, it's eight. Or a it's like four, less, maybe. like four of know. undergrad and then four of the the law school. So I imagine it takes like twelve years to become a doctor. It takes yeah. That's it takes, my. It takes between ten to fourteen years to become a doctor. Okay. You have so four years in an undergraduate program, four years in med school. Three to seven years in a residency program. That's money. Okay. So, I think... So, it's got to be at least ten years. We know that. I think she... I think she's like 35 to 40 in her... I was going to say... Like mid-range. Yeah, I was going to say maybe it's like 30 years between each of them. But then she would be 49 in 2010. And she is not 49. <laughs> so maybe it's 20 I, I years. Mean, maybe 20 years. How does that feel yeah. you? 20 years feels good. So, so 1990. No, yeah, it's taller. Ten, ni- yeah, yeah. 1990. Uh-huh. Like I said at the beginning. Yeah. We Okay. You don't You don't need to throw that in my no, face. No, I'm just, I'm just oh, saying. Oh, like I said all the way at the top. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like I said at the top, Trey, we didn't need to go through all of that medical school nonsense. I'm glad. No, I'm. Gl- I'm glad we checked our work. That's very important. Okay. Okay. You okay. are correct. Glad I checked. So nineteen nineteen ninety, which means she's she's uh, she would be sixty nine. <laughs> nice. She'd be sixty nine <laughs> in uh in twenty forty. Yes. Uh, okay. And this checks out too, because uh-huh. I I'd say that's believable. I'm down with that. She's 30. Yeah. She's I, 39. Yeah. She's yeah. Yeah. She's 30. Yeah. So she's 19, 39, 69. That, I'm down with I, that. I like that. Okay. So this movie is about Ellie <laughs> needing her life has gone off track. Cause she's so focused on business. Her business, just to reiterate folks is creating a world changing, uh, potentially, uh, saving millions of lives serum. Uh, but the Lord God above doesn't like that. He sends the Archangel Green and her guardian angel Tom to go back and make <laughs> sh- make sure that she lives her life appropriately, which is to say, finds a man and settles down. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> that's effectively it. I think. Yeah. No, you're right. That's and the movie. Sh- and here's the thing: Tom sees that she's 
getting married to this one guy who doesn't want anything good for her uh except money he wants know? money for her which like... well he wants yeah he wants he wants her to sell this serum serum that she's about to make yeah to to like corporations into a for-profit healthcare system which is uh which is no good um yeah so her, so, the, so i think maybe we should yeah so the ending the resolution the good thing the supposed what we are told is the good ending which i would agree is the good ending is she decides to give away her treatment for free and will not instill a patent on it on her research that's a good thing that is what tom and the future and the younger version of ellie work towards in addition to making her forgive her father for cheating on her mother and tearing her family apart which i don't think i agree with um she gives away her research for free that's a good thing you know me and you know my mortal enemy is big pharma and that's a good thing <laughs> my enemy's big pharma my <laughs> okay. my personal mortal foe in this world is big pharma <laughs> And that's basically the movie. Uh, they dr- the older and younger version of Ellie drug her uh, to make her pass out so Tom can come to her in a dream and show her how much better life would be if she were nicer, I guess. But she's pretty nice. Yeah, I think she's fine. I-, I think it's more so that she was cognizant of what her work is doing to her personal life. I think that was more so. I think the movie gets confused. I think the movie over-explains itself, whereas if it just let itself happen... We would agree with yeah. the message because if the also, message, sorry, no go. What was Tom breaking the rules by visiting her in a dream? No, because she thinks it was a dream because she's a very vivid dreamer. Gotcha. So was, the rules so did are. Tom break the rules at the end of the movie? Yes, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the rules are he cannot appear to current day Ellie, so he has to get past and future Ellie to come and convince her to be good. That feels like it should also be a rule. Just me. Yeah. Not gonna tell not gonna tell heaven how to do its job. Feels like it should be a rule though. No, I feel like that's a super loophole. Yeah, no, so I completely agree. Yeah, he spends the whole movie uh like tricking her, getting a younger version to talk to her, manipulating her life, and then at the end just brings her to hep excuse me, to heaven. Uh reveals himself, explains everything. They don't remember. He does say you won't remember this. To be fair. Yeah. Because the younger Ellie didn't remember it either. Younger and future Ellie don't remember it either. The This makes time travel kind of confusing, and I don't really want to get into it with this movie because it was no. so boring. I honestly don't want to even think about it. No, because it was really <laughs> we- it was weird. Is it a fixed yeah, timeline? Is it a fluctuating timeline? Because if it was a fluctuating timeline, there were multiple times when I think either version of Ellie would have been eliminated... Well, because also, yeah, because also, like, what does, what are the implications? Yeah, so the fact that I'm talking about it right now, I don't, I don't want to get into it. No, we don't want to get into (laughs) it. It's not meant to get into. Uh, I will say about, in terms of connections, I know you have something that connects the two movies that we watched today. Yep. Uh, My connection lies in uh, this guardian angel concept. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Lay it on me. I think, I think we have a way in to... Uh, we have a way into the town Christmas forgot here. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As as a means of. Uh, oh. Do you see what I'm saying? I think I see where you're going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going. I think, I think the town Christmas. I think uh, 
the the guy at the coal mine. Coleman. Coleman. Coleman at the coal mine. He was the dad's guardian angel. I love that, that. brought him to the Tom's town Christmas forgot in order to help him in the night before the night before Christmas. Well, because he cracked the code very early on and was like, oh, I can talk to her just in a dream. Yeah. He doesn't need to go through all the stuff about bringing past and future the dad from the town Christmas forgot, who's actually the dad from the night before the night before Christmas in. He just was like, oh, I'll just appear to him as a dream and create a whole allegory for him. I that's love absolutely. that, Trey. Yeah. That's great. So that's my that's my personal connection, which we, we will figure out in the big connection episode. But I think that I, for me right now, that's solid. Yeah, that's rock yeah. solid. I got no so holes talk, in that. T- talk to me. Talk to me about your. Connection I got Yeah. So I like yours as a kind of our supernatural connection on our bit more like on the ground connection. Um, uh-huh. I think that Elizabeth, the doctor, the, the main character, I think she is a descendant of Cameron, Earl of Shannon. They are both in <laughs> Ireland. <laughs> Uh, they were both set in Ireland. She actually has an Irish accent, so she learns that Irish accent. Yes. Which is weird, because the future version doesn't have an Irish accent. No, she doesn't. Young young her, <laughs> she, um, young her has a really, really nice Irish lilt. I love it. It's so much fun uh-huh. to listen to. Uh, middle-aged Elizabeth is, is like, it sounds great. Um, yes, I think uh, Dr. Elizabeth uh, Kilcon is the descendant of Cameron. Earl of Shannon. We never learned Cameron's last name. We just know that we he did. will become the Earl of Shannon in yep. um, in an old-fashioned Christmas. Um, my theory is that inspired by Tilly, who Tilly um, in to go back for a moment in an old-fashioned Christmas, Tilly tells him off, and in the, in the only good scene in the movie, Cameron confesses his love to her, and he said, "You're my muse. I want to. I want to like. I want you to be my muse." And she said, "But all of this is how you feel about me." And what you want me to do for you. What are you going to like? What are we going to do for each other? It's a really good scene. It's actually a really nice subversion scene. Yeah. And also don't call anybody your muse. That's just a personal principle. Don't don't do it. It's (laughs) gross. uh, And no one ever appreciates it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think he was, I think Cameron was changed by that though. Um, And I think he encouraged uh, his daughter perhaps or maybe a granddaughter, all of the all of the women who would come into his life, he really encouraged them to pursue their professional endeavors. Mm-hmm. Perhaps sometimes at the loss of their personal relationships. Interesting, interesting. Because why else so would these movies be back to back? Yeah. Why would they be back to back? Why would also why would they both be Irish? Why are they both <laughs> Irish? They have to be connected somehow. Why there are, are they only both five Irish? people in Ireland. Back? You know this. We know this to be true. Um, I totally agree with you, though, about uh, the angel, about Tom. Uh-huh. I think Coleman is not Coleman's real name. Because um, I think that's a little bit of maybe him showing his hand a bit of like, you really expect a, a man in a coal town to be named Coleman? Yes. Yeah. Like, that's too on the nose. And we thought that was silly at the time. And I think now you've really cracked it open how. Yeah. No, that wasn't silly. No, that was them laying the breadcrumbs out. It was it was absolutely intentional. So yeah. I think we've I think we've done it for this these two movies. I think and we've I'm, really concisely done it. Yeah, really super concisely, <laughs> really done tightly it. done it. We I didn't think we could do it. I was really nervous about an old fashioned Christmas, but now that we've connected an old fashioned Christmas to three wise women and then three wise women to the town Christmas forgot, we have an old fashioned Christmas now connected into the larger HCU. Yeah, which is, that's, 
that's really something I did not expect that we were going to be able to do. Um, no, I thought this was going to be a prequel that we would kind of reference back to. Yeah. But but would have trouble fitting in. And we fit it in the same episode, which... And I thought... I really did think Three Wise Women was going to be a standalone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm really glad that... that 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 connection came to me. I'm glad it's um, there. I'm glad it's part of the family. We know these are all yeah. connected. And look, folks, the fact is sometimes sometimes we're not good enough. No. Um, you know, we still haven't quite gotten November Christmas in there quite well. We're gonna. I know we are. But it's always nice when we have a moment of victory like this, when two of them mm. connect so clearly to each other and to the larger tapestry being weaved by the hand of fate. Yeah, and I will say... Uh, our our knowledge uh, is a bit dampened at the moment because another holiday is encroaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we are we are recording this to to show the hand a bit. We are recording this <laughs> uh, a few days before Thanksgiving. Uh huh. We wanted to get a bunch of these recorded to make sure we were ready to go in time for the big one on the end of December. Um, so, so what I'm saying is it's not yet December yet. Mm-mm. And when December hits, um, my, my 14 mistletoe related degrees, they sparkle on the wall and they give me knowledge. So when, when, one once December, <laughs> I specifically December, have my degrees hanging it away so that when it is December, my whole room lights up. It looks really, yeah. really nice. <laughs> I got some yeah. low light going on. It's like some LEDs. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but they sparkle and they give me powers. So we haven't hit December yet. So my, my brain waves have, are not, are not, uh, they're sparkling in a cosine instead of a sign. Yeah. I'm you, glad, I'm glad we it. showed our hand to it. I felt a little dishonest, I think is maybe the word for it about us doing all these prepar- preparatory recordings before even releasing the podcast yeah i mean we wanted to we want to make sure that we have a complete thing for you guys yeah to to just to hand hand out it's for you because when i was growing up as as an amateur mistletoe detective there was no one there was no one for me to look to you know right there was no one for me to look up to all of the greats uh have had died and there was no, you know, there are there are forums and there are some subreddits, but there's there's nothing like this where people can really gather to hear concise thoughts and hopefully engage with those thoughts, both on a personal level and at the Christmas table, at the Christmas dinner table. Yeah, absolutely. cutting into that ham. The thought of even one one small child out there really, really, really arguing with their aunt or uncle about how an old fashioned Christmas can connect to the Santa suit. That yeah. makes my heart flutter. That gives me joy. <laughs> and and I remember I remember when I was little, maybe mm-hmm. eight, nine, ten years old, I remember sitting down on the couch watching Elf and I was thinking, damn, this movie must be connected mm-hmm. with Tim Allen's The Santa Claus. But it wasn't. Yeah, but and it wasn't. <laughs> that was the sin that we had to grow. It was the world of sin we had to grow up with until the HCU came along. Yeah, in 2010. In 2010. Yeah. So, I without without further ado, we only have two more movies left in mm-hmm. in the year in the year of our Lord 2010. Yeah, we have Gift of the Magi and Battle of the Bulbs. Battle of the Bulbs, which um, I think we will record much closer to Christmas. 
Yes, I, I think, yeah. I think we've really burned through the mistletoe reserves. Um, <laughs> but we also, we want it to be raw. We want it to be real and raw for you people. Yeah, we, we, we're, yeah, we're keeping it 100, as they say. Yeah, who says that? <laughs> I believe it's St. Nicholas. Gotcha, St. Nicholas fam- famously says keeping it 100. When he was shot out of the sky with an air-to-air <laughs> ballistic <laughs> missile. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that's I, that's it for us for today. When we see you next, it's going to be our penultimate episode, and the episode after that is going to be the big wrap-up, the big mistletoe wrap-up. The big season one wrap-up for 2010. Yeah. So um, we'll see you. We'll see you soon for uh, yeah for the for this penultimate ep- episode. Uh, this is this is Trey Plotnicki hoping you stay jingling and stay jolly. And this is Daniel Kunkel wishing he'd said his name before the sign off had been said. <laughs>